0: So the big question is this, how do investors like us get access to the ideas, information, and most importantly, the right people that give us the tools and information we need to make informed and educated decisions to have success? That is the question, and this podcast will give us the answers. This is Mark Moss, your host. Let's get this started. Welcome to another episode of the Market Disruptors Podcast. Today, I am joined by Alex Mashinsky, founder of Celsius. Now, you've probably heard of Alex. He is going around talking and speaking everywhere. He's a big advocate of cryptocurrencies. He was the original creator of VoIP, Voice Over Internet, and now he is coining the term money over internet. And so he really talks about what's going on with the banks how they're taking advantage of us why this is keeping people broke or poor and what we can do about it uh, we talk about how crypto is changing this the decentralization nature and how the average person can get back what the banks have been taking them for a long time it's a really good conversation it's one that i've been wanting to have a long time i really really looked forward to talking to alex and i think you're going to enjoy it too so let's go ahead and jump right in all right, welcome to another episode of the Market Disruptors podcast. I am continuing the, dec- the series here on decentralized finance. You guys really wanted to know more about Celsius, and so I am sitting down with Alec Mashinsky from Celsius right now. We are at the Bitcoin 2019 conference in San Francisco. I'm uh, super honored that you would
1: take the time to sit down with me, so welcome to the podcast. Sure. i m- much rather be... Riding those bikes in Baja, man. But, yeah. uh, you know, next interview, we're doing it down at the peak. You know, ah, the- We'll do
0: that. We'll do that. <laughs> so, for those of you guys, we were talking before the show, and, and he's a dirt bike guy, I'm a dirt bike guy, and we're both really, like, off-roading and adventure bikes. And so... Yes. Um, that's really cool. It's kind of a really niche, you know. It's, it's kind a, of a niche it's thing. It's definitely a niche And thing. so, to find someone else <laughs> that shares that passion is pretty cool. So, I'd love to take you down on a trip, and, and we can talk yep. more about it. Um, and so, we could we could go on and on for days about that. But let's let's get right into it. So, um, I started talking about decentralized finance, which is which is an amazing space. Um, you know, decentralizing finance, bringing kind of freedom and equality back. Um, the way that cryptocurrencies work. Um, we have the ability to hodl because it's it's a new technology that's gaining uh, you know it's growing super fast. Obviously, Bitcoin's kind of mooning again right now, and I know uh, you know a lot of people don't want to sell, and that's a problem. Um, and you have come up with a way to kind of help people do that. Uh, before we dig into that, maybe why don't you just go back a little bit? I should have done this. Is tell us a little bit um, about what you're doing in the space and kind of how you got here before we jump in. Yeah, over.
1: yeah. So so first. You know, I think the context is very important because yeah. people it's more for people to understand yeah. uh, what I've done before and, and uh, why it's relevant. So, so I'm an immigrant. I came to this country 30 years ago. You know, I grew up in... Uh, I was born in, in communism in Russia and grew up in socialism in Israel and came to America and this was like just a dream come true, right? Like, you can talk about all the ideas you want in other countries and no one it's really going to help you make them happen. And here you show up and you're like, I have this idea, you know, we're going to yeah. put voice on the internet, you know, and, right. and and people backed me, you know, I raised $250 million, took the company public, you know, now voice over IP is used by the majority of the people on the planet, right? Wrote the original protocols, the patents, built the first gateways. So that was just an amazing experience. I did that in my 20s, right? And, yeah. and uh, so very rarely you can do that kind of revolution twice, right? Like going from... Yeah, going from uh, um, something that the phone companies who were the toll collectors which used to charge us $3 a minute to something that is free, right? I mean, that really changed the lives of people. They can talk to their friends. They can reach out to their family anytime they want. So now we're kind of moving from voice over IP to money over IP. And, and when was right? that? 1994. <laughs> 1994. And so, um, you, had so a, you had October a, it, 1994. I mean, I filed the patents on my birthday, October 5th, 1994. So, I think you had an interesting
0: background because, one, you're not from originally from the United States. And so, because... I
1: understand th- the issues that most people face. Right. Like so, a,
0: because of that, you probably yes. saw your family having to do a lot of long-distance calling. Yes. And, you, and long-distance calling was very expensive at that time.
1: Right? It's also recognizing that, like, back then, it was very difficult to figure out which network is going to win. The phone companies bet on ATM. Ethernet was a big thing. Frame Relay was a big thing. So betting on TCP IP was actually like, looked like a crazy idea. Oh, really? Yeah, that was not the norm. Like now we all say internet, internet. But the internet was an application on the phone network. Okay. When you dial up with your modem, right? Remember the modem? Sure, course, modem yeah. and all that. So, so to think that that would be, Somehow replaced with something that's available 24/7 and is fast enough to do conference calls. Like my kids have eight of their friends in real time, right, right all over the world, right. talking at the same time. So that was just a, a bridge too far. Right. And 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 that is exactly the analogy for crypto today. Because when you look at these powerful banks and you're seeing it, how how little they give us, right, for the hard earned money that we we earn. For me, it's just something that is. Not just irritating, I have to do something about it. I can't just sit back. Yeah. And like in my presentation there, I said, you know, I asked the, the the crowd, I said, what are you doing about it? You know, you know, so yeah. so. So I think it's important that people understand that, that all of us make that decision every day. All of us choose to deposit money in the bank yeah. or put it somewhere else where it will actually do good, where it will act in our best interest. Right.
0: Yeah, I want to dig into that. Before I do, I'd love to just, because you have such an interesting background. I'm just curious. So having started in 1994, like you said, and at the time the protocol wasn't clear. So you were kind of taking a gamble. Well, I wrote a new protocol. well oh, you wrote a new protocol. And at the time, um, there was a lot of people that thought it was never going to work, yes. and the, the internet was a scam. They were laughing at us. Yes. And it was, it was stupid. I started an internet business in 2001, yes. an e-commerce business. Very and, early And young. people told me no one will ever buy anything. I, brands refused to sell yes. me products. No yes. one will ever buy anything online. That's ridiculous. I can only imagine in 2000 in 1994. But So I'm curious, um, and I'm sure you're hearing kind of the same things today, right? Yes. A lot of detractors say it's a scam. It's never going to work. How do you... Um, how do you see that future? How did you know it was going to work? How did you manage to stay strong and believe in yourself when everybody was telling sure, you you're wrong?
1: Sure, sure. So first, look, I was a skeptic in the beginning myself, right? I mean, it's not like when I read Satoshi's paper. But first even with time. the internet, right?
0: I mean, both even are with, similar, right? Right. So, the, with the internet, You, you look, found a way to yeah. believe in yourself when other people were telling you wrong.
1: Well, when you're in your 20s, <laughs> <laughs> okay. you don't know any better, you know? Right, like, right. You, you think you're the smartest guy and you think you have all the answers and... I was lucky to be right, right, okay. but but uh, you know I was plenty of time wrong uh, in other ventures. Sure. It's not like, you know, like we, we hit it out of the park every time. But sure. but the, the issue is more about the focus was on disruption. The focus was on empowerment of the people. Right. The focus was on doing good. We, I didn't do it for the money. I didn't like say, oh, where can I make the most money? Let's do Voice of IP. Right. The idea was, uh, here is a gr- new set of rails, right, that, that bypasses the phone company, and soon enough it's going to be powerful enough to take all of that business away from the phone companies. Sure. And today, AT&T loses money on international voice, Wow. because like, basically all their customers left them. Yeah. And they're all using Skype and WhatsApp and Viber and all kinds of other apps, right? Yeah. So, the banks are exactly the same thing. What people don't understand. They, they look at me and they say, but the banks are so powerful. I'm like. The banks are not powerful at all. The only reason they're powerful is because you give them your money for free every day. Yeah.
0: So let's talk right? about that. So you you had founded a, a huge problem with international calling, and you fixed that. And today you see another huge problem. Yes. And that, so in between, that, I did a few other. I did okay.
1: seven startups in between, right? I raised a billion dollars and $3 billion in exits. So I... I I should be retired right now. I just don't have but an you, off switch. Well, it's because you, you know? have so much energy. I can I tell. Do, I do not have an off switch. I'm like this seven yeah. days a week. Well, you,
0: because you see problems and you want to solve them. And yes. That, and, that, and that's and and I think when you're doing that, you have energy, right? So that's good. Yes. Um, but so now there's another big problem that we have today. After uh, I fix
1: that car, so. Yeah, yeah. There's some
0: <laughs> old cars out here we were looking at. So um, we have a problem with the financial system today, which we're not going to get into all of that. I talk about it all the time. Uh, but one of the big problems is in the way that finance
1: works. and. Um, Which no one understands, really, and most people, unfortunately, they don't teach us in school, they don't teach us in high school. You could graduate a PhD in economics and you still would not know how to make money, Yeah. right? So if you think of how many people actually know how, how to really earn millions or billions of dollars, it's very, very few. I mean, that's why we celebrate Warren Buffett and the yeah. guys that run Goldman Sachs and people like that, because they can extract billions of dollars of profit out of something that for us, we barely make a salary, right? Like, right. And, and we, we're like struggling to finish our month. And these guys make billions in profits every year. So, so that talent, the talent of earning that return is a very rare talent. And, and again, instead of celebrating the scientists and, the, and our real heroes, we celebrate right. people who are making money, who, right. who basically aggregate Wealth, right? So, so it's just all upside down. So I tried to create a new system in which you don't have to know anything, right? I mean, the whole idea about Celsius Network its like Costco. You, you become a member of Costco. You take a giant cart. You walk in and everything in the warehouse is at the lowest price and best quality. You just fill the cart as fast as possible and you check out. So that's, that's experience the financial experience people should have with a curated service that acts in your best interest. Right, that's what we don't have. We don't have any institution acting in our best interest. Not the brokers, not the insurance guys, not the banks. No one. So right? like a Fidelity or like. No a, one. None of the them America is right? acting in your best interest. I'll give you a simple example. Right? You think that Fidelity charges you four ninety five? That's a steal. Right? right? It's nothing. Let me give you an example. You bought let's say Tesla stock, right? And you deposit it with Fidelity, and they charge you four ninety five for the trade. Right. They make thirty percent a year lending your stock to short sellers. Right. 30% a year. So if you give them $10,000, they made $3,000 a year for you just sitting there holding your stock in the Fidelity account. Right. So the same way people make money on your Bitcoin or your Ether or your Dash, right? The simplest example is Dash because Dash actually earns a yield right. without doing anything. Right. But you if you it. Exactly. Yeah. But most people don't have $80,000 of Dash, so they bought 10,000 or 5,000, they hold it on Binance or somewhere else. Binance stakes it. Binance earns 7%. They just don't give it to you. Wow! So all Celsius did and said, give us your Dash. We will immediately, every week, we will send you more Dash to your account. We'll stake it for you. No fees, no charges. Just we're going to do it for you. And people go like, there must be some hidden agenda. Why are you doing it? Well, Gosh, that, that's be,
0: that's because there's no education in the way the exactly. financial system works, and so um, you talk about there's no way for the average person to know what these rich what's the rich how do. they make but, their money. But, yes. but, but there is, and so there's clues. Right, Warren Buffett tells us. Um, if you don't learn to make money while you sleep, you'll work till the day that you die. Yes, and so it's important for us to. And work. working is a good thing. Working is a good thing, but being you don't being forced to... to work, especially doing something yes. you hate, is exactly. Different. Exactly. And so we want we want our money to be work. We work hard for our money. Our money should be working Love it. hard. Yes. And um, Warren Buffett says we need to put it to work, and that's essentially what you're talking about, right? Yes. Putting our money to work. Yes. Uh, and,
1: and most people, unfortunately, again, half of Americans don't have four hundred dollars. In case of emergency. Exactly. I mean that ninety percent of Americans, the bottom ninety percent of the same wealth as the top one percent. Right. So I'm I'm part of that one percent. I'm not sitting here telling you, oh, I'm poor, I'm fighting for the poor. No, I'm rich, but I'm fighting fighting well, for the poor. Well, you're giving form. the poor tools. Exactly. I'm not giving you the fish, I'm teaching you how to fish. So um, what you're doing is you're allowing someone
0: to use their cryptocurrency and uh, and and use the value that's there without having to sell it. Um, right. Without as, them
1: even knowing how to do without it. Without even knowing how. Yes. And,
0: and maybe maybe we could say it's giving them passive income, right? Because they're passively earning yes. income. Yes. There's other ways to make passive income. I could earn, sure. do a dividend paying yes. stock or something yes. like that. Um, bonds, obviously, yes. have yield and things like that. Um, and In those types of situations, um, and when I do a bond, right, they have like A rated bonds or junk bonds, and they pay
1: different yields. Would loaning my crypto out be similar to that? Like a so, bond? So a bond... And, and the yields on bonds have been going down sure. drastically, right? So, so what people have to understand is that, like, for example, when I came to this country 30 years ago, I could take my dollars, deposit them in Citibank, and earn 7% without doing anything. Right. Try to earn 7% on your money today, right, at, with low risk. So The banks, so, I believe, on average pay about 0. 0.18, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so, so like J.P. Morgan, for example, has $14 trillion in assets. Half of it, $7 trillion, they don't pay any interest whatsoever. And that's about 100 million Americans giving them the money and getting nothing because they are too lazy to move the money from the checking account to the savings account. Right. Cuz they're saying I have $1,000. Well,
0: I'm, I'm going to earn 1%. Is so percent, small. Yeah, exactly. Times
1: 100 million. Right. 7 trillion dollars in deposits, right? Wow. So so JP Morgan makes 30 billion a year in profit just from that. Yeah. Right? They make the all the banks together made 34 billion in fees from overdraft fees. Yeah. I mean that's taking money from the people that cannot finish the month, right Taking thirty dollars and then the person has to go and get a day loan because they can't pay their bill. It just it's all upside down. Why? Because they prey on the poor. right There's just no other way to say it, right. So again, why isn't there anyone acting in your best interest? Costco acts in your best interest. Amazon acts in your best interest, right? I can say that with a straight face. I know Bezos wakes up every day and he's trying to do everything for his customers. Sure. Why isn't anyone doing it in their financial services? Well, because they they're not their, their interests are not aligned with our interests, right? And the number of banks that exist have shrunk down to four or five, right? So so they have no no popi- no there's no reason there's no competition, yeah. right? It's impossible since Dodd-Frank. It's impossible to open a new brand, a bank. Right. You if you get a license, you have to be compliant to 80,000 pages of regulation. Right. So the the, the the rules that were supposed to protect us are actually preventing competition from coming in. Right. And then when these banks take too much risk, we have to bail them out with yeah. taxpayers yeah, money. That's so that's, that's, so that's ridiculous. all we're trying to do, and again, our job is not, Celsius is not here to play with your coins or create, you know, manipulation or anything like that. Our mission, we have only one mission, to earn return on your assets. Your asset, you can go all the way crazy and take really risky assets, right? We have risky coins in our wallet. Or you can go super safe and take stable coins. We're not not telling you which one. You you have to do your homework and you have to decide. And I recommend to people, people say, what what should I do? And I'm like, half of your assets should be in stable coins, right? Right? We pay 8.1% on stable coins right now. Like you take your dollars, you convert them into stable coin. People don't know what that means. Let me speak in English. You take your dollars, you buy TUSD or GUSD or USDC, right? These are issued by, by TrueUSD or by Gemini or by Circle. These are reputable companies. They're trust companies. They're fiduciaries. So you know the dollar is actually sitting in that bank account, right? And your token represents that dollar. And now you can deposit the token, earn 8.1 percent at any time, 24 hours a day. You can withdraw it and get your dollars back. Yeah. For people to earn 8.1 percent, that's a life-changing event. Sure. Yeah. Right. There's, I mean, there's... It can. I, I, we have a guy here who's paying his mortgage and his kids' college just from the interest he's earning from Celsius. Yeah. Right. So, so, and that's what we, we're saying to people. Look, just Create a nest egg that, like you said, instead of you working for the money, the market is is working for you. Then take another 25%, put it in Bitcoin. Then take another 25%, put it in five other coins, right? Now you have a diversified portfolio. It's still yielding 7% or 8%, but you have the upside of Bitcoin. You may have the downside too, but at least you have some exposure. But you're yielding while you're earning, right? So the people that deposited with us during this downturn in the market... They were paid in Bitcoin. That Bitcoin is now worth three times as much. They didn't earn seven percent. They earned twenty percent. Oh, so you pay that? 7% we paid Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Not yes.
0: In, oh wow! So that's a big difference. Exactly. The price is going up. So
1: unless you, only when you feel that, when you look, open your wallet and you go, wait a second, I actually made five thousand dollars. I only put five thousand. So if I put ten bitcoin in, I would get ten yes. percent. Um, we only pay in bitcoin. We're not allowed to pay in dollars because we're not a bank. Got it. We're got not it. allowed to take dollars. We're not allowed to pay in dollars. So you have,
0: you, so, so going back to this, so again, so there's, there's options for people if they want to make interest on their money, like dividend-paying stocks or bonds or whatever. Which and, are all pegged in dollars. Which are all pegged in
1: dollars. And the, there's an unseen force that is actually squeezing your money, right? Inflation eats 3% of your money every year. right So 3.5%. Or, or, or more.
0: Exactly. They sometime, tell you 3%. We know it's a lot exactly. more. Exactly. Yeah. So,
1: so if you're only earning 2%, right? The average bond right now pays 2%. Right? government right. bond right so you're actually losing one and a half to two percent a year right you think you're earning but you're actually losing money so you so, have to earn enough to at least exactly offset the loss. exactly yeah. so for you to earn eight percent like we're paying on, on stable coins you have to take a lot of risk yeah right and that's what we're telling people look look at the risk you have to take to earn that in the stock market or somewhere else and look at the risk we have we have all of our loans asset backed? Yeah. We so only have, lend against I, I assets. I want to
0: get into the risks. That's definitely what we want to dip into. But I want to just talk about this for a second. So that's on on USD. The real where the real huge benefit is in is in the Bitcoin, right? Yes. Or or other cryptocurrencies because I mean Bitcoin's up over two hundred percent like this year. So we're also
1: down 80 percent before. We were down eighty percent before, yes. but
0: um, it depends on what time period you look at it. Uh, but for the most part, most people in Bitcoin believe it's going to continue yes. going up. I mean, I think over the next several years, get into 20,000, 50,000 is realistic. Uh, at least I'm hopeful that it is. And so I don't want to sell and most people yes. don't want to sell. However, that money is locked up and if I could earn, at least earn interest on top of what I'm earning, that, that's a huge opportunity. Yes. Um, and so I, that's part of it. But you also offer another type of product where I can borrow against that as well. Yes. Right. And so then I could take that Bitcoin, I have ten thousand in Bitcoin and I could borrow five thousand out and I could do what I want with that five thousand, including leveraging yes. back in or buying a piece of real estate or whatever. Right. Um, what do you think are the different types of people that that are interested in that?
1: So the richest people I know and I'm, I'm you know, schmoozing around within the Hamptons or in, uh, in on Wall Street with with these people. Right. I can tell you, including our president, right? Uh, They make all their money because they don't pay any taxes legally, right? So uh, Donald Trump famously says, I followed all the rules. I borrowed dollars against my real estate, right? right? The interest is tax deductible. In the meantime, I don't have any tax bill because I didn't sell anything. Same thing with Bitcoin. If you have Bitcoin and it appreciates... Right. Let's say you bought it at two thousand, and now it's at ten thousand. If you sell it, so you could, so you have to pay your mortgage, or you have to pay your kids' college. You have to pay almost half of that to the government if you live in California, in New York, anywhere else. I do. So <laughs> exactly. So so you can avoid that. You can just borrow against the asset, and then you don't have to pay any taxes. You're deferring the taxes for later on, just like Donald Trump yeah. does with his real estate. Which is a and huge it, thing, and it's hundred percent legal. Yeah. So. We're telling people, look, all these tricks that the rich people do are available to all of us.
0: And another trick that the rich do that I've talked about is then taking those dollars and putting them into another job. So now $1 can be doing two jobs. Yes. And, and, yes. Uh, leverage. and and leverage yes. and a tax deductible. So I could put But you have to be
1: smart about it, you right? You have so to be smart. These well, are advanced strategies. Right. And 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 most people probably that watch the show say it's too complicated for me. I don't know how to do it. Right. So Celsius is saying, look, you don't need to be a genius. We have like 150 different strategies that we automatically deploy to generate this yield. Okay. You don't have to choose them. You don't have to understand them. You, we, we have one bucket of BTC. We don't treat the guy with the $10 million and the guy with the $10 differently. You're both in the same bucket. It's a pro rata allocation. Whatever we earn goes pro rata to all the people participating. Right. Now go to your bank and tell them, hey, I have a $1,000 deposit. I want the same treatment you're in like right. Donald Trump. <laughs> No, You're not gonna get it, no, right? It's not so work. again, because they make all their money on the poor, right. they cannot charge the rich people any any real fees. I don't right. pay any fees for banks. Right. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm too rich for them to charge me any right. fees. Right. Right. They right. know I'm gonna leave in a minute if yeah. they charge me anything. So all we've done in Celsius is we said no fees to anyone. We have never charged a fee. All of our earnings, whatever we earn, eighty percent goes to our depositors. That's what no one has done in the history of mankind. No one was crazy enough to take. Real earnings that they can earn on other people's money and give it to the depositors. Who would do such a? Who thing? Who would
0: do such a stupid thing? <laughs> yeah, who would do that?
1: So when we started this, people were like, "Oh, it's a scam. It's not for real." Then they start looking, and we, you know, well, now- we,
0: we've, we've unfortunately in this industry we've seen a bunch of we've seen scams BitConnect. And, and they're gonna pay one yes. percent a day or whatever they're gonna. I know, pay but we and- we're
1: promising eight percent a year. No, I know, I get it, but we some- have three hundred million in assets. We've done two billion in loans. Right. I mean, there are some banks here in California that haven't done that this sure. year. Yeah. So we are moving very, very quickly. Why? Because when people look at this, they do a little bit of homework on Alex Muschinski. They're like, yeah, this guy doesn't need to work. Yeah. Why is he doing this? Maybe he is really, maybe he really cares about us. So let's talk about that. So
0: everything has risk. Doing something
1: has risk. Doing nothing has yes. risk,
0: right? We all have risk, and we ha- we we have to understand what those risks are. Yes. Um, if I if I leave my money under the mattress, there's risk that it's losing value, could get stolen. If I put it in the bank, if everything has risk. We have to understand that, and it's just important to um, assess those risks. And so you said um, the average person should do a little homework. So um, you're not the only one doing this thing, but maybe well, we were the first one. You were the
1: first one, but maybe you could tell people like we forced the other guys to do it, right? Uh, so we forced. The blockfies and the SALT and the Nexo and all these other people who paid nothing. Right. They took all your coins and paid you nothing. Right. We showed up. You made them up, up their game a little let, bit. Let me remind everybody, right? Last year, just a year ago, you wanted to do a margin loan against your Bitcoin. You paid 18 to 24%. Wow. We pay. we charged 5 to 9%. So we cut it by two thirds. Everybody, everybody hates us. Why, why all these other companies yeah. hate us? Because we took this game that, that basically they used to charge like a credit card. Right. And we said, no, it's an asset-backed loan. You give me Bitcoin, I'm giving you dollars at 50 cents on a dollar. I shouldn't be charging you double digits. I should be charging you single right. digit. Just so, like if you borrowed against your home, right. you would be paying it's 5%. Asset- it's,
0: it's asset-backed, of course. right. But people don't understand Gladwells, that it's yeah. the same
1: thing. They don't understand that. So what's the? Uh... So we we broke the game and we said not just that we're gonna charge you five percent. We're gonna pay you eight percent on your deposit if you don't take a loan. Right. You understand it's it's yeah I it's, do. It's that's awesome. what it is. So so that because again for us it's for me success is a hundred million users. For the other guys success is stealing as much as possible right. <laughs> right. from your pocket. Well, it's a, it's a completely different game. Different exactly. Mm-hmm. But but that the question is what is your motive? Why why are you doing this? Are you doing it for the money? Are you doing it for profit? You know, so I, what I would
0: like to find out is what is the counterparty risk that we have. So yes. as a risk, as as an investor, I always weigh risk and reward. Great question. And typically, yeah. I want um, more upside than downside. And here it seems like maybe I'm risking a hundred percent. You're holding all my coins. Yes. I'm
1: Risking a hundred percent to make eight. So let's take a few examples. So it's a great question, and 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 it's very important that people spend time not just listening to me or you, but actually doing their own homework sure. because they need to feel comfortable that. They're taking their precious assets and they're putting them in a safe place. So, first of all, we use BitGo as a custodian, right? It's one of the best custodians, sure. 100 million insurance from, from Lloyd's. It's the same custodian that exchanges like Kraken and other people use. You put your coins in Kraken, they go to BitGo, right? You put and your they, coins. And in... they
0: have insurance, so if there was some sort of a hack or
1: something, exactly. they have insurance yes. for that. Okay. So, so, But there is a big difference. For example, if you take that Dash coin, we actually don't lend it out, all we do is take it. So it sits in BitGo and you earn 7%. That's the lowest risk asset you can actually do. Now, Dash can move up and down. You can lose value. but You can lose value, but you will earn that yield. We don't even lend it out. It never leaves BitGo. Okay, that's awesome. So it's insured. It's yielding. It's doing everything it's supposed to do. You're paying nothing. If you want to open a BitGo account, it's $3,000 a month minimum. Wow. We're giving you that for free. Wow. Right? So... People have to understand that. Wow. Okay, I got BitGo for free. I got the insurance for free. I got staking for free. Yeah. And, and, I got,
0: and staking is not easy for those that don't. It's know. The, not easy. So you're doing all the work of staking exactly. as well. Exactly. So that's, that's, that's definitely good for people. Exactly.
1: Around. And you need a minimum of eighty thousand dollars for each node. Right. So if you gave me five hundred dollars worth of Dash, I'm still paying you as if you had eighty thousand. Sure. And you created your own staking node, and you check the computer every day. We're doing all that for free. Mm-hmm. Why are we doing that for free? Right. People go like, nah, it's too good to be true. Right. Right? So we're doing it because we want to convince you that we're acting in your best interest. Because mm-hmm. we make enough money on your Bitcoin and enough money on your dollar loans and everything else that we can give this away. Okay. You know? So then you have other assets. So for example, if you deposit Bitcoin with us, we don't earn money from Bitcoin sitting in, in Bitcoin. Right. Right? So we have to lend it out. Right. Lend it out means what? We go to exchanges, we go to Hedge funds, we don't lend to individuals. We collect coins from individuals. We only lend to institutions. Got it. Right? So if you removed your coins from Binance and you put them with us, guess what? Now, Binance does not have enough coins. They're like, hey, we need to do market making. We need to do shorting. We need to do front running of all of our customers. We need more coins. Can you lend us (laughs) coins? Right. All the shit that they do, they do it with your coins, which you gave them for free. When you remove the coins... Then they have to pay eight, nine, ten percent for borrowing from us. So we collect the toll from the exchanges and the hedge funds instead of them collecting tolls from you.
0: So now you're loaning these coins out, and I don't know who that's going to. I would right. imagine they're all being commingled, right? And um, so there's
1: a big BTC. Um, You know, omnibus account, meaning one giant account. From there we lend to all the parties. And so you're lending to these exchanges
0: or whoever institutions, and I don't have any control over that or what their credit worthiness is or whatever, and so let's just say any of all something defaults, and as a matter of fact, a couple weeks ago Poloniex had a problem. Yep. And And, and
1: Binance had a problem. They stole 48 million dollars from Binance.
0: Yeah, then there just was a few weeks one. ago. But yes, just the other day, Poloniex had a problem where one of their derivatives, clam or whatever, we use Poloniex, because one and of they, them. they, they yes. socialized the loss. Right, everyone had to take a sixteen percent haircut.
1: That's correct. And and so then, how does that affect uh, my well, Bitcoin? If I had none of our years? customers got affected. Okay. okay? So you, and, did Celsius covered that? So we we can't get into the details because of this legal stuff going on. Oh, but sure. but. We have an arrangement. Yeah, we have an arrangement with Circle, which is the the owner of Poloniex, uh, that guarantees that all these people are going to get their money back. And we already started receiving all of that distribution. Why? Because we're big enough customer of uh, Circle or Poloniex for them to basically say, "Oh, you are a little guy here, here is your socialized loss." Right. Mm-hmm. So, but our, none of our customers are going to see any of that in any case. Right. So we have our own internal fund. That's what I was so going to ask. Do you part, keep some sort of like yes, a reserve fund yes. or something like that? Yes, so you,
0: you could. You're kind of prepared for the anything, something like our that.
1: Our job, our job is to, job number one is to always return all the coins to our depositors. Job number two is to remember job number one. Right? Rule number one. Right? So uh, there's no. As soon as it falls apart, it falls apart pretty quickly. I would imagine. Well, so first, any hedge funds we lend to, they have to give us collateral. Right? So we don't. We never lend without collateral. Any uh, exchange that we trade with, we usually have their assets in our deposit as well. So for example, Circle, we we have a lot of uh, USDC coins on deposit as well. So we can always offset these things, meaning we don't have real exposure. So we manage the counterparty risk all the time against all of these 200 different hedge funds and exchanges that we work with. And that's our job. we represent only the depositors. We do not represent the exchanges or the hedge fund or anybody else. Sure. Our responsibility is only for the depositors. Okay. Another thing is, is like, if you use our app, uh, you can see, like, basically, you can see how many users. You can see how much we have on deposit. So, like, right now, we have oh, 300. Oh, you show that to all the users. Yeah. Wow. It, it, I'm showing you my wallet, but if you have your wallet, you can see the same thing. Yeah. So, you can see, like, how much I is wish on that deposit. I wallet.
0: 14,000 <laughs> Bitcoin?
1: <laughs> so... You can see what is on deposit, you can see how much you're earning, you can see how much interest, we just crossed three million in interest, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the reason for this transparency is because none of these banks, I'm pointing because Bank of America is right behind us, right. none right. of these institutions ever shared anything with you. The only time you know there's a problem is when we have to bail them out. Right. Right. So getting an audit from Ernst & Young a year and a half from now that that everything is fine right now is completely useless. We're talking about real time on the blockchain. You can audit us on the blockchain, verify how much we have on deposit. How much did we lend out? Did we collect that interest? Did I give you 80 percent of what you were supposed to earn? So all these things are not things we were required to do by law. There's no law, obviously, Binance, Coinbase, none of these people do any of the stuff I just talked about. Right. Because they're not acting in your best interest. So so, so the average
0: person needs to know that if they leave their coins on an exchange,
1: they're probably subject to as much, if not more, risk than they would be working with you. Bitfinex socialized losses. Binance did not because they had enough cash to... But but, uh, Poloniex socialized losses. A lot of these people, some of them had total loss, like the guys in Canada, the guys in Australia, right? 100% 100% loss. Yeah. There was no recovery. So so it's a double jeopardy. When you hold your coins on exchanges, you're helping them cheat you. You're helping them front run you, yeah. right? So at least remove them, right? I, I recommend to people to keep at least some coins in cold storage. I, I always tell that, but I can tell you our community is not going to grow if everybody has to learn the mastery of how to use a treasurer, or how to use a, yeah. uh, and how to work with private keys and all that stuff, and keep it in a, in a safe place. We're not going to grow and yeah. have a billion users. So what Celsius has done is done a half step. It basically, we we went to the community that, that doesn't understand anything technical yeah. and said, "Look, here's a way to come in and transact, take benefit from all this stuff without knowing anything about Bitcoin. You yeah. don't need to know anything to transact with us." Yeah. Yeah. And we have a service called Cellpay that allows you to share the love with everybody without them having any wallets. Yeah, um, Can we talk about the Celsius coin,
0: the Cell Coin? Token, yeah. Um, and so I believe you were paying an extra percentage uh, if you paid right. back. That's the, the utility of the Cell the token. T- is, yes. there, is, is that still actively working? Yes. Or is there something going on with so that?
1: We, we, so we uh, launched the Cell token. Um, obviously, we did an ICO a year ago. We raised 30-something million dollars. Uh, we used all that money to build the platform. And three weeks ago, we went live by, with the, with the utility. Meaning, if you took a loan, uh, you wanted to pay interest. If you paid it with Cell Token, you pay twenty five percent less. If you want to earn on BTC, instead of getting paid in BTC, you can get paid in Cell Token. You earn more, twenty five percent more. So instead of eight point one percent, you earn ten point one percent. Right. We issued that to everybody. Twenty five percent of our community came and said, "We love you, great. I don't want to get sure. paid in BTC." Uh, give me more sell token, right? Our lawyers jumped and said, wait a second, in the US, you may have a problem with this. So hold the US, let us figure out what's happening. Continue paying everybody BTC on BTC. So we didn't stop anything. We just told the people that wanted BTC, for now you're getting BTC, you're not getting sell token, right? right? And uh, when we resolve all these issues, again, there was no action from the SEC. There was no any, any enforcement action or anything like that, right? This is our lawyers telling us, Let's do the right thing, let's solve all these things. And again, our, our job number one is to protect the community. So if we are doing something that may endanger the community, may, may cause a regulator or one of our competitors to come and poke us in the eye, that is not good for our community. We're doing exceptionally well. Yeah.
0: What about the rest of the decentralized finance space? So you're in a, like a custodial type uh, asset back loan type. Cent-
1: then- we're centralized. You can use that word. Or, or, or we're we're a centralized version of decentralized. And, and then there's, a, then, there's coins. then
0: there's then there's protocol based. Yes. Right. So then there's DeFi like, guys. A, yes. a compound, a Dharma, something like yes. that. But those
1: have their own risk as well. Yes. Sometimes the protocol doesn't work good. Like we saw, I mean, Dharma, uh, if you got liquidated, you got $0.76 cents on a dollar. Yeah. So, so the cost of, like, if you get to the point where you get caught in a margin call or you get caught because you were asleep and suddenly there was a flash crash, uh, you're going you're gonna to eat 25, 26% yeah. of your assets without having any recourse. There's nothing, no one to talk to. It's a smart contract right. that right. ate your coins. So I'm so, just curious
0: where you see, being someone who's been a step ahead of the game, pushing the envelope, um, where you see the DeFi space going and, and do, you guys yeah, yeah. Have, do you guys have so, plans to get into more of Yeah, so resources? first
1: we support DeFi. So we have the DAI token in our wallet. You can deposit DAI with us. Okay. You can give us Ether and earn DAI. I mean, we do all of that. So yeah. we, we don't see uh, DeFi as, as competition or as a bad actor or anything like that. It serves a purpose. A sophisticated guy that understands how this stuff works can either generate yield or generate leverage from these type of tools. But these are derivatives, right? I mean, most people don't understand how stocks and bonds work. Right. Forget about derivatives. I so, so I would not recommend the average Joe who's just finding their way around the stuff, who has a job and have kids and have a wife and all that stuff right. to get into this game because yeah. that is a game for pros. And we land, we, we make money. We... We sit on the receiving side of dies. If somebody gets liquidated, we are the ones collecting 26% and distributing it to our community. Right. So you want to be taking the risk or you want to be the guy who collects? Right. So we they, give they, you 80% they have, they have like of that a bounty, strategy. So
0: whoever liquidates the contract on Dai yeah. receives it. We
1: sit there all day long and wait to liquidate. Why? Cuz we it's an easy way to earn 26%. Yeah. We just take to 80% of that and give it to our coin holders automatically. Yeah. Yeah. So So that's one of those 150 strategies, right? So all I'm saying to people is, look, we're not hiding how we're making money. Just like Warren Buffett, right? Warren Buffett tells you, look, I bought Wells Fargo. I have $20 billion worth of Wells Fargo. They pay me 6% dividend every year. That's how I make my money. You can buy it also. It's the same thing here. We have many, many strategies. They're all available to anyone, right? Like right now. We are collecting 25% on cash deposits, right? We're paying 10.25, 10.15% on cash deposits while using the cell. Because we can deploy it at much higher rates, right? Right. So now again, it's not going to be there forever. It goes up and down, and it's only available sometimes. And but on average, it it, it returns that ten percent, and yeah. we give eight point one percent back to the community. Yeah, that's so, awesome. So you wanna you wanna track all the exchanges and figure out where, which one popped and go in there and open an account and no, manage the yield. No, I just want
0: to know what my risk is. <laughs> so we we yeah.
1: we socialize the profit just yeah. like the other guys are socializing the loss. the loss. I like it. I like it. Right. So it's it's. Now, the issue is trust. The issue is, is that most people don't, again, they get screwed so many times in their lives right. that when they listen to this, they go and say, yeah, right. You know, like, yeah, yeah this guy, this immigrant guy from New York who lives in a fancy apartment on, on Lexington Avenue really cares about me and he's doing it for me. Yeah, right. 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 And that's the issue. The issue is that we get conditioned so badly by the banks not to earn anything on our money that when we see a good thing... We don't know it's a good thing.
0: The other thing is that, and this is a little bit off topic, but another thing is that, you know, today we're seeing society kind of paint capitalism or entrepreneurship or business owners as bad and greedy. Because we all took advantage of them. But really, I say that a business owner is a servant. We're solving problems. The only way to be good in business, I mean, not obviously the banks is a different story, but most of the... There are 10 million small
1: businesses in America. and They do everything you said. And they're solving problems. They all, I agree with you, but... The, the, not the corporate the profits the if, you take, the if you take if you take see. the profits in america right then you take the top four or five companies they make more than half of all the profits sure. that's a different right? story so the problem is why are those guys like when when jp morgan makes 30 billion a year in profit why aren't they paying their deposit a little bit more just a little bit. They can pay. You understand? So, they make eighteen percent return on capital. Right. So on average, so I've heard they can they pay make, you seven
0: yeah, percent. 17, Seventeen, seventeen, eight percent on average. It's they published make for in, loan their, in their statement. They've paid less than one. They're bragging
1: one. about it. Exactly. Yeah. They're stealing from you. Yeah. Let, let's go through the scenario. Well, it's they're, important. They're, they're
0: certainly not. They're certainly not paying. Uh, helping you out. It's yeah.
1: stealing. Okay. okay. You make a deposit to the bank. Right. Right. They pay you one percent or less. They then turn around, lend me your money. It's not their money. Most people think that when I use the credit card, the Chase Manhattan credit card, the Chase lends me the money. No, it's not their money. It's your money. You get 1%. Now, why is there such a gap? It didn't used to be that way. Right. People used to actually get a decent I used to make 7% deposits. by depositing money with Chase. Yes. And not only,
0: not only are they doing that, but they're fractionally reserving and exactly they can They can do 10 deposit. to 1 exactly yeah. legally. They have yeah. a
1: license to steal.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's interesting. I know we're going super long. We could talk about this stuff forever. I love it. Um, we're at the Bitcoin conference. Um, and so we're here with, with a lot of Bitcoiners. Uh, we're talking about that, and I really appreciate you getting into the risks and, and whatnot. Hopefully, everybody learned from that. But I'm just curious uh, looking out at the landscape overall. We talked about the DeFi space, but maybe what are being at the blockchain conference? What are you seeing right now happening in the industry that has you excited and kind of hopeful for yeah, where we're so, we going, maybe in the near sure, future? Sure, sure,
1: sure. So, the way I see it is again, communism, socialism, capitalism, these are three experiments at bettering our lives, right? And again, I'm thriving in capitalism, right? But most people are not. Most people cannot just start a business and whip it out of nowhere and raise all this money and do well. And it's not because they're not good people. It's not because they're not working hard. It's just they don't get in front of those opportunities. And decentralization is a fourth movement. It's like a fourth wave. It's an experiment, right? It's it's another experiment at bettering our lives. And all of us have to decide, are we sticking with centralization, which is C- capitalism is centralization. Right. It's the same thing, right? And again, I have that perspective because I'm one of the very few people that lived through all those systems. Right. It's pretty hard to live in ca- in, in communism right sure. now, right? Yeah. So, so, so for me, decentralization is like, again, it's like a, a beautiful, uh, uh, shiny day, right? Yeah. It's obvious to me that that system is better than the other three experiments. Right. But for most people, they look at it and they say, decentralization I don't even know what that word means right right so again I invite your viewers to do the homework to understand just go on Wikipedia and read about it right right? it's not a new idea it's just an idea whose time has come
0: I actually um, I I made a video I talked about it's the pendulum and there's a cycle and every every 40 years we go from a we to a me cycle yes and uh, you can trace this back for thousands of years And the last uh, me, individualism, decentralization was at the end of World War II. And we've been going to a we, a centralized cycle um, with the UN and the EU. And we're just topping out. We're maxed out. And now the pendulum will swing back to decentralization. And we have a technology. And people are tired.
1: They're tired of that. Right? They don't they can't put their finger on where it's not working they don't know why they don't know why they don't understand why their money is, is not working. They don't understand why they can't pay off the mortgage. they don't understand why they cannot move ahead in their in their life and their careers and everything else. So it's like the invisible hand is slowing them down instead of speeding them up right, right? The, If you don't know what the invisible hand is, then research it <laughs> Yes then research it and so it's again it's going from that uh, you know Adam Smith, idea of invisible hand to Austrian economics where it's all about deflationary powers. Bitcoin is a deflationary power. There's less and less Bitcoin every day because people lose coins, lose keys, and there's less and less mining with the halving and everything else. So if you understand that, you go and say, wow, it's more powerful than gold. It's more powerful than anything ever created, right? I bought a prop for that actually. You see, so, (laughs) you know, I'm a trillionaire. You never met a trillionaire, right? Where's so this problem? is $100 trillion from Zimbabwe. Yeah. Now, the reason I have this is it's a, it's a visceral reminder that the Zimbabwe dollar used to be worth one and a half U.S. dollars. Wow. And now $100 trillion is worth less than $1. And this is the power of inflation, right. right? This is a country that just went through craziness and basically completely devalued its currency because they, they didn't have a choice, right? So the same thing could happen to the dollar. It is. And, and, and it's happening, right? right? Since we went off the gold standard, we lost 95% of the value of the, of the dollar. People yeah. don't understand that. But, they don't you know, know
0: why prices are getting more expensive. Exactly. They don't realize their, their dollars are But their are earnings off-codes. are not. Right.
1: The, their earnings have not moved in 20 years. Yeah. So all we're saying is there is a different system. There's a different set of rails where all these rules of why you're held back don't apply. Right? You can join this revolution.
0: Yeah.
1: It's here. The future is here. You just have to choose to stop being abused by the banks and the financial institutions and switch to a different set of rails. Yeah. And we are riding those rails and saying, hey, we'll act in your best interest. Yeah. So that's. So
0: then, so then what you're excited about is the technology that we have and the changing of yes, the system. Yes,
1: I, I love riding the caboose on that thing. Yeah. You know, that's all I'm doing. I'm just riding the caboose and I'm having the time of my life.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I put out a tweet, I think two days ago, and I said, hey, I'm as happy as anyone to see Bitcoin going up, Yes. but I'm here for the revolution. Yes, like, and it's uh,
1: happening, it's happening anyway. Like, you can't stop it. I mean, again, Facebook trying to ride the same rails, but that's like a, a wolf in sheep clothing, you know, they're, they're not part of this thing.
0: You know, coming from communism, I know we're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> Coming from communism, you have that perspective, right? And other people in the world have that perspective where they understand why privacy, or why censorship is just, and the people in the US have a hard time understanding that. But I'm thinking, you know, with with the data breach that Facebook had, um, they're starting to make the case as to why we need privacy. And maybe, maybe with Microsoft announcing their new um, identity thing and whatnot, maybe companies might start optimizing for privacy and making that a feature and helping to, pre- you know, kind of push Yeah, you Yeah, you're
1: an optimist. I'm an optimist. <laughs> Too much of an optimist maybe sometimes. I, I would say that Apple, right, I use Apple. Why do I use Apple? Because everything Apple does is actually trying to better my life. Right, faster, cheaper, better. Better operating system protects me. Tells me how much I'm using the device every day. Right, tells me if I'm sleeping or not. Like, so they're actually acting in my best interest. Right, and all I paid for it is nine hundred dollars. Right, I get all that stuff. So, tremendous value for what I'm doing. You can't say that about Google. You can't say that about Facebook. Yeah, their their model is is the opposite. Is to extract all your identity stuff, sell it to as many people as possible. You don't notice that. You don't see that, right? It's happening again. It's like the invisible hand. Yeah. Hundreds of billions of dollars. These are the most profitable companies in the world, right? These these yep. companies. So yeah. so pretending somehow that they're gonna again change their spots. I'm sorry. These yeah. guys are greedy bastards. <laughs> I mean, they are. when was the last time you heard Google say, uh, "Do no evil"? That was their slogan. That used to
0: be their slogan. I met yeah.
1: Sergey Brin when he was still in Stanford. Right. Right. And that was the slogan: Do no evil, yeah. right? Zook, right? He's not. His job is not. He has to deliver that earnings for his shareholders. Right. He cannot do anything for his customers. Well, it's almost because they have a fiduciary duty to exactly. give them, it's, just it's, like the banks. They're,
0: they're incentivized wrong. Just because like now, they're they they have to produce. So if they said, "Hey, we're going to cut this data privacy out because it's it's wrong," you hit it on the head. Now they're you hit the nail on the head. Yes. Yes. Well, so well, one well, more what? thing. One more thing. Okay. So
1: because it's very important, right? So. The, the, the issue is that when you're acting in, in the best interest of your shareholders, right, which is fine, you have to always extract it from somewhere else. The only place to take it is from your customers, right? And unfortunately, again, we as customers are just taking all that beating without doing anything about it, right? Decentralization offers you a completely new world. It's like suddenly you can breathe oxygen again, right? right. Because decentralization... Look at Vitalik, right, with, with Ethereum. It values people based on their contribution to society. He created something beautiful. It was worth 90 billion out of nothing. Right. Right. It's not based on profits. There's no profit in Ethereum. Right. Right. It doesn't generate anything. But it, 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 that's what we're going through. We're going from a pyramid where everything is measured based on profit generation. To a place where it's about the network effect. Did yeah. you create a big enough network? And did it provide value to and people? And did it pr- provide value? And it's your contribution to society that matters. Yeah. Right? We're celebrating the people who contributed the most. Yeah. Satoshi, Vitalik, people like that. So so I think, that, like you said, the pendulum is swinging the other way and we are doing all the right things. It's just that most of the people insist on sticking with those pyramids. Yeah. Just like the Egypt pyramids. It's, that time is over. Yeah. we got to move on, guys.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. We could talk forever. I'm really so interested in in your perspective because of your background. And uh, I love the political side of things and the philosophy side. But that's another time. That's another time. Thank you so much. Next interview is in
1: Baja. We're doing it on. Next time. Next time
0: we'll be uh, in Baja on dirt bikes. I'm bringing the next interview to you guys. All right. Thanks for joining guys. Hey, if you like this episode of the Market Disruptors podcast, please help us take this to the top of the podcast charts. Just please do me a favor and rate, review, and subscribe. Taking 15 seconds to just leave a quick review goes a long way in helping us reach more people and disrupt more markets. I really appreciate you listening, and I'll see you next time on the Market Disruptors podcast.